0: Welcome to Leader you by Black River Performance Management where we believe work should fuel the human spirit not drain it. in this leadership podcast we will dive into the lived experiences of people flourishing in today's workplace and beyond Join us to hear real-life examples of experiences from our own lives and from the leaders we know and trust hello and thank you for joining us on Leader you podcast. I'm super excited to introduce my dear friend and wonderful guest, Amy Ceciliat. She is the Senior Vice President and COO of Lookout Credit Union. This is Amy's 24th year in the industry, and all of her years in industry have been served at Lookout Credit Union. She has filled every single role in every single position from teller to loan, loan officer, loan processor, branch manager, all of the things. Uh, she's managed three different branches at the credit union, and she's the recipient of the Credit Union's President Award in 2008 as well as 2015. She's also the 2019 Eastern Idaho Women of Influence in Baking and Finance Award winner. Uh, Amy has been a Business of Women of Pocatello member since 2019, which is where we met Uh, She was an executive board member during 2020 and the vice president during 2021, and she now holds the position of vice president for 2022. She's a 2010 graduate of ISU, Go Bangles, and holds a degree in finance. She is also a 2017 graduate of Western CUNA Mutual Management School. WCMS is a credit union specific three year uh, management school, and she held the office of secretary for her class during her final year and returned to the school as a graduate assistant in 2018 and 2021, when the school was held virtually. She's a chapter president for the Greater Idaho Falls chapter of the ISU alumni, is an Idaho Falls Civitan group, is a frequent volunteer at the Idaho Falls Soup Kitchen, and the Civitan group. Amy is also the bonus mom to three wonderful kids and Mimi to five grandchildren. And when not working or volunteering, Amy can be found riding in the mountains with her husband in their Can-Am, spoiling her grandkids, reading books, working out, Or walking the streets of Nashville. Oh, (laughs) indeed, my favorite place. (laughs) So thank you, Amy, for being on the podcast today. I invited you to be on because I see you as a leader in our community and somebody that I look up to in so many ways. And I know that you have a quiet voice, but so much to share inside that people need to hear because you've been through the ringer. And so I'm happy to have you here uh, to share with our guests um, just your leadership journey and what leadership means to you. So the competencies we're talking about are leadership competencies, and one of those is just leadership in general. And so I want to first have you start off with your story and say, like, how did you end up here uh, doing what you're doing? And then we'll get into leadership.
1: Awesome. Thank you, Angie, for asking me to be on your podcast. I really am honored to be here. It means a lot that you would ask me to do that. Um, My story. Well, I grew up in Nebraska in a little teeny small town. I went to a two-room schoolhouse till eighth grade. And then my graduating class in high school, there were 42 of us. So I'm from a really small place. Um... When I graduated from high school, I don't really think I had any idea what I wanted to do, really. I went to college because that was expected, and I went to the University of Nebraska. Go Big Red. Mm -hmm. Um, I did not graduate because, well, beer and football were way more fun than (laughs) studying. Um, So I um, stopped going to school, and I started working at a Western store. And I would say that uh, probably about a year in, that was my first foray into leadership. I... I worked on the sales floor. I became a department manager. Uh, So that was my first like management slash leadership foray. Um, And I worked there for five years. And in that job, I worked myself up to being a buyer for the store. So I obviously they saw something in me that maybe at that point I didn't see in myself. I think one of the um, most important leadership Pieces of advice I ever got in my life was from someone from that Western store, his name is Keith, and he said, don't ever ask anyone on your floor to do something that they haven't seen you do or that you wouldn't do yourself. And that's something that I've I've held on to throughout my career of just, I, I can't expect people to follow me and trust in me if they haven't seen me do the thing that I'm asking them to do. mm mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, fast forward to after working at the Western Store, I moved to Idaho, and without a job, I moved with my ex-husband and needed to get a job. I had been a teller for a bank, and bank in my world world is a four-letter word, so can't believe I even said that. Um, <laughs> no, cutesy, no cursing on the podcast, please. <laughs> Dang, why'd you ask me to come here? <laughs> um, anyway, I worked at a bank as a teller for about eight months before moving to Idaho. And so when I came here, I my, I felt like my options were go find a banking job or go find a Western store job. And I really just didn't want to do retail anymore. So I there was a position open at what was the ISU Credit Union. So in September of 1998, I started working there as a teller. And I was a teller for only a short period of time, and I moved into our lending department. And I did loans for the credit union for our members for many, many years. And then all the while I was doing that, I went to ISU. So I, I realized that if I wanted to continue my journey in life and I wanted to be successful, that college education was something that was important. And it was important to me just personally to... I sort of felt like a quitter Mm -hmm. for quitting at the University of Nebraska. So Mm -hmm. I I wanted to finish that journey. Mm -hmm. So I went to school part time, took me a really long time to graduate. But finally, in 2010, I graduated with my finance degree. And shortly after that, I became a branch manager for one of our branches at the credit union. And there was a lot of learning with um, I, with being a manager, mm-hmm. um, a lot of learning. Um I suppose I'd had I'd exhibited leadership skills prior to that uh, with my with lending. Um, I was always one of our top lenders, and I, I did a lot of training to train new people within that space. So there was leadership skills there, but they were definitely developed much more um, as a manager. And now I am where I am as um, one of the well, I am the first female COO of Lookout Credit Union, which is that's important to me. Um, banking throughout the industry in banks is typically a male-dominated field, and so I'm very excited to to be. Not one of them <laughs> <And> to be <laughs> you and to be, be you. me <laughs> and to be a female in that
0: world. So that's something that's really exciting to me. It's super exciting to me, too. And I just love the just the energy you have and the passion you have about the work you do and the people that you serve and the amazing people in your organization. Uh, I've had the pleasure of working and doing some training and some workshops with your leaders and your branch managers. And I can tell you that Lookout Credit Union absolutely adores the people that work for them and treat them really well. So th- that is – it's it's an honor to even get to work with you. Um, so your story, I mean, you didn't expect to end up being a CEO or a assistant vice president of anything probably.
1: No, no. Um Because of my inability to figure out what I wanted to do way back when, um, this is probably not something that I ever expected that I would be, certainly not. Um, So, what does
0: leadership mean to you?
1: Leadership, to me, is the ability to influence others and to get them to follow down a path that that I see is a good way to go. They may have their, their ideas about how to do that, but to get everyone on the same page to work towards a common goal and a common outcome. Um, within the credit union space, we're there to serve our members. That That's what credit unions were invented for. That's why we're there. Um, so getting my team on board to to really see the vision of the members of our credit union as our most important source of income for us and for my paycheck, for their paychecks, and to get them to
0: just our team to see that that's so very important. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So you lead in a variety of ways. I mean, not only at a credit union, but in the city, in, the, in Idaho Falls and in Pocatello, you're in so many volunteer, you're such a philanthropist and just a leader in general of women empowerment, of um, helping the unfortunate or le- underprivileged. Um, that seems, when I look at you, that's one of the, the leadership qualities that I see is a, a giver heart.
1: I think I would agree with that, most definitely. Um, when you were reading my bio earlier, I I feel like I'm involved in a lot of things. Maybe that's why there's these dark circles under my <laughs> eyes, right? Um, because of what I've seen in my life where the industry, as I stated earlier, has always been so male-dominated, I think it's very important for females to recognize their voice, that they have a voice, and to use that voice.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, tell me how volunteering is part of your journey as a leader
1: so i i think that we have to create the world that we want to live in right and there are so many things that and so many people in this world that that need help that need yeah. our help so volunteering is very important to me as a leader to to show that i'm willing to get out there and and help people and i that's important to to have people see that and to know that it's important and to to get out there and and do
0: volunteer work. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I I agree. I I feel like you make deeper connections too with people when you're in those different environments. And I'll just use a specific specific example of one that I see with Lookout Credit Union. They're very involved in the community. Um, not only financially helping um, to create better spaces for us to live in, but I see the rangers um, and how you all show up in different areas to help people less privileged. And so I think you the work that you're doing is so aligned. I mean, f- helping people with their finances and, and having them a great experience is one of the things, but it's also the piece of... The whole community, bringing community together.
1: So the the credit union philosophy is people helping people, right? So that's people helping people with, if you're a member of the credit union, you bring your money in. We loan it to other members so that they can buy a car, they can buy a house. But that's also important to me and to the credit union of people helping people within our community. We want to make sure that... The things in our community that people in our community are well taken care of. And that's that's just something that's very important to us. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very ingrained in my brain to just make sure that pe- the people around me are living as good a life as they can. Mm-hmm. That's and amazing. I think that's something that's important as leaders, any type of leader. Um, I think there's a little bit of a misconception probably in, in my industry that... You have to have a title of some sort to be a leader, but I don't think that's true. You can be a leader as the, as a teller, which is maybe more of an entry-level position at a credit union, but they're still leaders. Mm-hmm. You're still leaders of a, of a team, um, setting a good example, getting out and uh, volunteering. Uh, mm-hmm. Those are things that are very important. So I don't think that leadership necessarily is, a, is
0: something that goes with a title, Absolutely, I would agree. You have influence. You have um, you have position. You have knowledge. You have you're a subject matter expert. A task at tasks. There's some form of way that you lead others. And it may be just your skills or expertise. Like, are you the go-to person right. for this? Like, I know if I need that, I, this is the person I go to. Right. Or if I need more knowledge, this person has so much. I'm sure now your knowledge with being with the credit union for 25 years <laughs> or whatever it is, like you have got to know... When nobody else knows, you're that person, even if you didn't have the title that you have. Right. If you were still being a teller and you'd run, ran around and done all these positions, or maybe you were a loan officer, whatever role you're in, you have so much wisdom at that organization and how it works. Without the title, you're still a leader.
1: Oh, I would definitely agree. Um, for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, um, so what are some of the things that you have come across as a leader that have really like boosted you or helped you to come into the space that you're at? Mentors or what what has come into your life?
1: I would say taking opportunities that
0: were presented
1: to me, making opportunities for myself. Um, I am huge on education. And that and training. And that doesn't necessarily mean that all of that training has come from Lookout Credit Union or my affiliation with that. That's things that you do for yourself. Mm-hmm. That's listening to podcasts. That's reading books. That's hiring a coach. I've done that a couple of times. Um, I think that's very important for the development of yourself, To mm-hmm. It's also recognizing the things that you need to do to make yourself better. And, it, and that's... You do that by reading books and
0: hiring a coach, Angie. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so glad that we got to work together in that capacity, and that you're to the point where, you know, and I feel like there's certain times in your life where you need a coach, and other times that maybe you don't. Um, yes, and I think
1: it's important that you recognize those those times. Um, when I became the COO of the Credit Union, we were a whole new team together. And the credit union did offer some training for the three of us, our executive team, to to get together to further develop our relationship together as a team, but also our own individual skills. And that was really important, but I don't think that that was enough for me personally, which is why I went down a path of books and podcasts and Angie to help me get to a better place. Um, I think there's also a misconception with leadership that if you're a leader, you know everything and that is certainly not the case ever you will never know everything and it's such it's, a lie it's such a <laughs> lie but sometimes i think we 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 believe that sort of until we realize that that it's it's okay to say i don't know something mm-hmm. or i need help with something um and i think leaders need to make sure that they recognize that cuz there are some in the world that don't because they have a title or mm-hmm. they're in a leadership role and they just think that Could they all they know out. everything yeah. and we don't so it's yeah. really important i think to to ask for help and and look for opportunities
0: to grow yourself absolutely be vulnerable those are my ideal clients by the way i'm not looking for people who have all the answers and have it all figured out because you can't help somebody that's not willing to be vulnerable put themselves out there say they don't know what they don't know Um, And I think that's one of the beauty beauty, things that makes you a great leader is that you're not trying to be a perfectionist. You're not trying to pretend like you're something you're not. You are actually living and breathing and making mistakes along Mm -hmm. the way. I mean, haven't your mistakes been huge teachers? Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm trying to think of one
1: that I could share that doesn't violate any sort of (laughs) (laughs) privacy violation. Yes. Um. But certainly, um I I guess I could take the a, an example of being a branch manager. Um, when I first started, there was I maybe had a misconception that I had to that I had to do everything. Um I stated earlier, don't let your team not don't ask your team to do something that they haven't seen you do or know that you would do, but you can take that a little too far and do everything for them. Um, and that doesn't Do anyone any good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Leaders, I believe, have to realize you have to share your why, share the why of whatever it is that you're doing. Mm -hmm. Teach someone how to do something. Let them fail because you have done that at some point in time. In order for them to learn a new skill or do a good thing, whatever that thing is.
0: Yeah, I love that. So when you were training some, because you did a lot of training with branch managers, Mm -hmm. did you share some of your failures with them and be vulnerable in those ways? Probably not to the extent that I could or should have,
1: but that is also something I've learned. Like being vulnerable is, it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Ask for help. Share stories because that also builds trust, yes. which is also a leadership skill, right? Mm-hmm. You need to have uh, build trust with any any team mm-hmm. or with anyone in your life to to make sure that they
0: will follow your lead. Mm-hmm. And you can't actually get to trust without vulnerability. Correct. It's it's impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to be able to it's just like getting onto a plane we trust that the, the plane is going, the pilot's going to do their job or when we go into the operating room we trust blind faith but when we're following a leader we're watching them, we're constantly seeing you know, do, can I? is this trust, person trustworthy, do they talk about other people behind their back Do are they, you know, they're watching the behaviors because mm-hmm. lip service mm-hmm. never goes anywhere, it's more like what do they do how right. do they act? How do they show up?
1: I I believe in modeling the behavior that you want to see in others. So if you are that person that's talking about others behind their back or, you know, not taking ownership of your own mistakes – that's not a. That's not good because mm. that you're just modeling bad behavior for someone to follow, and that that will
0: not get you anywhere. And everybody can see it. And everyone, you're can not see hiding. Indeed. You're actually not hiding anything. Indeed. You think you're hiding. I I think of things. I remember specific instances where I didn't, I wasn't accountable, and I tried to slip through like nobody saw that or whatever. And you just feel so gross. I was just gonna say, don't you just feel dirty? dirty? Yeah, <laughs> like. Like maybe if I just act like it wasn't me that did that, like, and it just, it's just not a good feeling and everybody knows it. So it's better to just say, wow, that wouldn't didn't go very well. And I can tell you that I didn't mean it to come out like that. I didn't mean, I, I, I could be accountable if we could just be more accountable. Mm-hmm. I think accountability is a huge piece too.
1: It is. And going back to, you have to sit in that. Like if you don't ever own up to whatever that mistake was or the, the thing that you tried to hide
0: you have to own that or mm. you have to
1: sit in that for a long time and that's an icky
0: yeah no fun feeling i have a specific example that comes to my mind i just want to share it really quick i was working in the operating room with a surgeon that i absolutely loved and i admired so i didn't want to make mistakes because i wanted to impress him certainly right i can't make mistakes so i'm picking up my mayo stand which is what all the instruments lie on and i and i I'm scooting it over to the patient because we're doing a shoulder and the the implant falls off uh, onto the floor and you know they're expensive and so I said, "Oh, it just flew off there. You know, it just it, it just it just jumped off the, the tray like and, it had little legs yeah, and just yeah, jumped off it by just itself." Jumped off. And the and the doctor that I was working with at the time, Dr. Curtin, he says, "Oh yeah, it just jumped off all by itself." And i I wanted to die right then because I knew in that same, in that instant that I didn't own it and just say, "Oh, gosh, you know, like I made a mistake. I'm sorry, get me another one. I, I troubleshot, but it was the fact that I didn't own it that disappointed him. He wasn't upset that I made the mistake. He was upset that I didn't own it. Mm-hmm. And from that moment on, I mean, I felt like I literally melted into, A puddle on the floor and I could not get my courage back up and I felt awful for the rest and so from that moment on I was like I'm just going to own my stuff when I make a mistake and it feels so much better even though you think it's going to hurt worse to admit it but it doesn't it doesn't because you can
1: move on from it you just yeah I messed up Mm -hmm. we're so afraid to make mistakes and that it is where you do the most learning I think um Trying to think of an example, making a mistake, like, this is silly, but writing maybe a less than perfect loan, that, mm-hmm. that's a mistake that can cause some grief to a credit union. Mm-hmm. Um, and But you, you realize what you did, and you learn from that, mm-hmm. and you move on. Mm-hmm. Um, realizing that you can't do everything for everyone, you have to teach them how to do things, because if you continually do everything for everyone— they're not learning, and you're just overworking yourself, and you're making
0: these circles under your eyes even worse. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And I think that's one of the reasons we need coaches is to see when we are doing those kinds of things. So I've recently um, been going through a coaching mastermind, too, and I, I've found I've seen so many things that are areas for improvement for me. And also, if I believe in coaching others, I ought to be willing to be coached myself. Certainly. Uh, right? Certainly. And so – I mean, when I, when I have these realizations, what I'm trying to do is be more just noticing, acknowledging versus judging. Mm-hmm. I know that after this is over, we're going to not want to see ourselves on camera. No. <laughs> we're not going to want to hear our own voices. Like, all of the things that we have to get used to, like, I'm okay. It's okay. Um, you wouldn't judge me the way you would judge yourself. And I wouldn't judge myself. I wouldn't judge you the way I would judge myself. It's so true. I'm going
1: to leave this today and I'm going to think about it for the rest of the day of how silly did I sound? Did I not have a good train of thought? What am I even doing here? (laughs) And that's actually not helpful to me. And I know that you aren't going to judge me as such, Mm. nor will anyone that listens or watches this. So why am I so
0: hard on myself? Yeah. So I think part of being a leader is acknowledging those types of things and realizing we're not perfect. Mm-hmm. And we're still you're we're far along in our journey. We're 50. Well, I'm almost 50 soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm almost there. And so like we're further along in our journey and we're still struggling. Doesn't matter your position. Doesn't matter. It's it's a human struggle.
1: Certainly. And I, I think that with a title, Such as the one that I have. People assume that I have everything all figured out, and I no longer struggle with these things. So not true. Mm -hmm. Because we're humans. (laughs) We are humans, yes. And I believe life is a learning. You should be trying to learn something every day of your life because you're never going to have it all figured out. You're certainly never going to have all of leadership figured out. Um, you, you know, there's articles, there's one sitting in front of me about how to be a good leader and all of the things. But I, that's an evolving thing, mm-hmm. I think. I mm-hmm. mean, sure, there's some basic tenets of it, but I believe it it
0: will change. It continues to change. Yeah, it, it does. It's I've been studying it now for about 10 years, 10, 15 years. And things that used to work don't work. And people's okay. behaviors have changed. And also just Using a one-size-fits-all approach for anything isn't going to work. We have different organizations. We have different cultures. We have different people. Now, human behavior is is one thing, but it's still—you can't do a one-size-fits-all approach. It really comes down to connection. Mm It comes down to relationships. It comes down to caring about people.
1: It does. You truly have to—I believe a good leader cares about the people that— they work with, that they, that they're leading, whether that be at work, in a family, in a volunteer setting, you really have to care about their well being and, and how they see the world. I think that's very
0: important. Absolutely. I, um, I just, so many things I want to dive into. I'm just like shiny penny. It's <laughs> just <laughs> fun conversation. Um, so what are some, you, you gave one tip from a boss, but what are some other leadership you must knows or tips that you'd like to share?
1: Um, Over communicate. And I think that's someplace where I have probably failed numerous times in the past. I feel uh, you have to when I think that I have shared something enough. I probably need to do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, that people learn and hear things differently than, than what I do. So I think over communicating things and ideas and, and stuff that you want to see people do is important. Um, setting clear expectations. Mm-hmm. Sometimes as, as a leader myself, maybe I didn't do that. Also a learning thing. Mm-hmm. Be very clear with what you expect from someone and, and make sure that they have buy-in and that they understand what it is you're asking them to do or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You have to make sure that they have good expectations, clear expectations. They know the why. They know the why that you're doing, whatever it is that you're doing. And they have buy-in for that. hmm
0: I'm sure you've had to let people go too that don't follow that aren't at that place or they're not ready for it or it doesn't align whichever the reason be um how does how have you handled that and and how do, what does that play into the role of your leadership role
1: Those are also learning experiences and mm-hmm. um, and they're not always fun um you certainly have a culture, I think, that the credit union, I feel like I'm. this has all just been something about my credit union. This whole podcast has been (laughs) Amy talking about Lookout Credit Union. You've been there a while. You've been there for a while. Your work is not supposed to be your identity, but I feel like today has been Lookout (laughs) is Amy's identity. You've been there quite a while. I have been there a while. Um, We have worked really hard to build a culture of of caring about each other, of wanting the best for each other. And if you bring someone onto a team that you think is going to fit into that culture and then you learn that they don't, um, it's a difficult thing because there, again, you brought that person into your culture Mm -hmm. and you made a mistake. You had to learn from that. Um, And then you have to let that person go. That it's it's a really hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would say the things that I've learned from that are, I don't know what those things are.
0: <laughs> I would just say that the the behavior w- you're willing to tolerate is your new culture. Yes,
1: yes, and sometimes you have to just, no matter how difficult it's going to be, because if you put someone in a spot that you thought that they would fill and you thought that a role that you thought that they were capable of, and then you find out that they're not and Mm -hmm. you have to let them go, you have to then fill that role yourself. So Mm -hmm. there's where another leadership fail that I probably have done in my career of is letting a person go and trying to fill that role along with doing my role and overwhelming
0: myself there's a there's a lot of learning within that as well yeah absolutely i it's there the leadership role is not easy role it's it, it's definitely know, not it's messy mm-hmm and it when anything that's involving humans we've got emotions we've got our behaviors we've got our perceptions we've got different beliefs we've got different values and and in connecting with people takes work a yes. lot of work and a lot of time if there's no light switch to just get to know somebody quick you know it it takes time and invest it's an investment it does and you certainly
1: can't figure out what who someone is or what they are like in a 45-minute interview. <laughs> Especially when they're trying to sell themselves. <laughs> exactly. And
0: there's somebody out there creating the resume to match exactly yes. what you want, that, yes. what you're asking for. That's one of the reasons I like to use assessments, because I feel like it gives us a little bit of data behind what they say and are they telling the truth. And then I can dive deeper into the questions. Um, but, like, <laughs> on that note, um as as you've been moving along through this journey, twenty some years, um, and you've been leading in in nonprofit, you've been leading um, in finance, in 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 uh, board of director roles, you've been leading in your family, you know, putting all that together, what would you say was the quickest miracle grow for you as a leader? Um, be vulnerable.
1: And that's okay to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Share share how you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, don't hold things inside. Don't let them bottle up. Um, and that is something that I have probably done in my marriage, in my work, relationships with my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, learn from that. Don't do that. <laughs> share. Um, because no one can know how you're feeling unless you tell them mm-hmm. so i would say that's probably my miracle grow
0: is is those those things mm-hmm. being willing to be vulnerable and share how you're feeling inside and not let it define who you are. correct yeah that's really good I, and i think when you open that door as a leader Other people, it opens that door for them to see, like, if she can do that, if she can share, if she can be on a podcast and talk about her mistakes, she can talk about her failures. You know those failures? You just said they follow you at work. They follow you home. Mm -hmm. They follow you with your kids. Mm -hmm. It's it's our behaviors. Right. And they're not unique to us. They're not about you. That's that person's things they're working through. Right. That's one of the things that I've noticed is like not think taking things as personal and realizing that it really doesn't have to do with me. It has to do with what that person is dealing with. And they're dealing with it, not just with me, but in their whole mm-hmm. life. It shows up for them. And so when I saw it from that perspective, I could give people more grace.
1: Yes, oftentimes people's behavior towards you and your leadership isn't anything to do with you. It's what's happening in their life, the things that they're dealing with, mm-hmm. and giving grace is also very important. You have to sometimes you have to step back. Yikes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to step back and and realize that. Mm-hmm. Um, try to help them through whatever it is that that's a leadership skill too, right? Mm-hmm. Like help them work through whatever that is. Provide them any guidance or help that you can, mm-hmm. and and realize that.
0: Their actions towards you weren't about you. They generally aren't, but we take them personally. We do indeed. In the, and I think that is one lesson for everyone is just try to take things less personal. Understand that everybody has their own struggle, that they have their own fears and their own You know, their own beliefs about themselves and their inabilities that they're working through and just to give people a little bit of grace and a safe space to be vulnerable. And when someone is vulnerable and shares their story with you or shares what they're going through, that you hold that space sacred and that you give them that that space to to do that because that's where the growth and the magic happens is in those vulnerable spaces. Like it's, it's okay. Mm -hmm. And I've been there too. I might not have the exact same experience, but I know what it feels like to not be worthy. I know what it's like to not feel like you're good at it. I know what it's like to feel like you're not wanted. I know what it's, I mean, all of those things are human things that we all deal with. And when people know that you've also felt that they're like,
1: what? Mm -hmm.
0: Um,
1: I know that I suffer from imposter syndrome suffered suffered (laughs) but you have suffered suffered from imposter syndrome um there's days that I sit at my desk and think good lord why am I in this spot and how the heck did I get here like who thought that this was a good idea it happens (laughs) it happens all of the time but and I want people to know that that's okay I learn from that Do something to to work yourself out of that whole imposter syndrome, because we're all in where we are in our lives for a reason. Mm -hmm. We've all gotten to the spot that we are in our careers for a reason. Mm -hmm. The work that we've done or skills that we've exhibited have
0: put us there. Mm -hmm. Live in that. You've done that for yourself. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And if you're you're not an imposter, you're you're doing it. Mm -hmm. You're doing it every day it's it's just the self-talk that we have to be careful of because they're not truths like are you really an impostor or did you work for your butt off for 25 years and get your? Get your you didn't you're no imposter. Right. You, literally. Have you seen your resume? So maybe I just came on this podcast so you could pump me up today. <laughs> but seriously, like that's the thing. But I, I've struggled with it too. I've like, I can't believe this is my new client. I've got this and I today I just got a sponsorship for our podcast. Like without even asking somebody asked if they could sponsor it. And and I think I must be on the right path if stuff like this is happening and even if nobody thought I could do that this girl from North Idaho whatever like there's so many possibilities and if I just don't think inside of what other people think I could do or what my self-limiting beliefs just be open to the possibilities of there's so much more that could happen Mm -hmm. that we don't even yeah for you yeah I'm I mean And it's just come because my frequency has changed. My, Mm -hmm. you know, frequency informs form. That's one of the things that Peter Crone says. And so if you want a different result, have a different frequency. Mm -hmm. And so my frequency is it's all possible. Like, and I can do this. There's people less qualified than me, less intelligent, doing better and bigger things than I am. Awesome. All the time. Yes. (laughs) Me as well. Yeah. So, I mean, you have education, you have experience, you have a heart, you have everything to be. Why not you? Instead of why you, why not you? Why not? Indeed. I wish everyone would think that more Mm -hmm. often. Maybe that's something that I should work on with my leadership. Why not everyone? Yeah. One of my guests on the podcast is Jeet Kumar, and he actually was one of my mentors, and he's done some coaching with mm-hmm. me. He's got a book called um, Create an Impact, and he, he and even in the podcast, he talks about he had to switch his mindset from why me, why is this happening to me, to why not me, why can't I be all of mm-hmm. this? And I think that mindset shift is a game changer when people are ready to hear it, because you got to be ready. Right. Sometimes the timing's off.
1: And your own confidence level mm-hmm. isn't there. So yeah, it, and that's timing. that's whatever's happening in your Age, life. Yeah. Yes, it, yes, it's,
0: it's and it it happens at, for everyone at different times, but everybody has a potential and a gift to share with the world. And that is what we're really doing is trying to, bring that out in our employees mm-hmm. in our communities mm-hmm. with the women in Any, anything that we serve I and mean, we serve together on so many capacities from women united to business women of Pocatello mm-hmm. to this community and we put a lot of energy time and money into yes. this community yes
1: and that's important it this is. is where we live this is where we live this is where our our lives are this is where our career is mm-hmm. we want to surround ourselves
0: with with good mhm yeah, so that's another thing. Leaders also, I would say, surround themselves with people that lift them up. Certainly. That's why you're my friend. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you're my friend. I love being around people who encourage, lift others up, aren't afraid to let someone else's uh, candle shine. Mm-hmm. You know, we are light workers. We're in this together where we're trying to help each other grow. And any, any setback you have, you know that I'm going to be like, it's okay. You're going to be okay. You've got this. Same thing. I know I could call you. You're not a deal friend. You're a real friend.
1: Thank you. As are you. And yeah. yes,
0: um, I. you
1: brought something that came into my brain, and hopefully I can articulate it. Leaders need to, you make sure that your people shine, and it's okay maybe if they shine brighter than you do. Yes. that that's okay It is because if they've you have helped put them there and there's there's probably not a better feeling i don't think than than knowing that you helped someone get to a spot in their career or a spot in their community or whatever it is and and maybe they're getting more accolades than you or they're shining their their candle is shining brighter than mm-hmm. yours but that's okay it is because it's a great feeling to know that you helped them
0: get there It is. And you've helped them come to their potential Mm -hmm. and get to the place where they needed to be. So just be happy and 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 be grateful for the experience of being part of their journey. That is a gift to even be a part of someone's journey.
1: Absolutely. Because there's so many people just wandering in the world. So to help one person or 10 people, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. to get to 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 realize their potential is just it's amazing.
0: Yeah, cuz they already have it inside. Mm-hmm. And we say with at Black River we're discovering Idaho gems. Not that we only work in Idaho, but we are the Gem State. So it we works. So it works. And discovering those gems means just like me, I came pretty pretty dirty. <laughs> I needed a little bit of dusting off and some shining and some polishing and some refining to be where I am today, and I certainly haven't evolved to, you know, diamond status yet. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm a garnet at least. <laughs> I'm a, I, at least a garnet. And Indeed. I would say that every single person in the workplace might just need somebody to pick them up and to just shine mm-hmm. them and to just see the potential that they have in themselves that they didn't see. Right. Like somebody saw that in you before you had it. Somebody saw it in me. She's going to be a guest on the podcast here. Just having people that believe in you when you don't believe in yourself, um, telling you it's okay. They mm-hmm. were scared to talk publicly before too. They were scared to do all the things that you're scared to do. And knowing that is like, wow, you are, you've got so much confidence. And then you go, well, you were afraid. It's, it's huge. It is huge. It is huge. Yeah. So any books or, um, things that you would like to share that you are like, I, as a gift to the audience, like you gave a couple of advice pieces, but like a book that you think everybody should read since you're such an avid reader. I am an avid reader.
1: Um, I love anything by Brene Brown. I'm sure you've talked about Brene on your podcast before. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Adam Grant, Mm -hmm. any, anything that he does. I love his podcast. Yeah. The
0: new one rethinking. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, Brene's podcast, uh, Dare to Lead. Yeah. Such a good podcast. Yeah. Um, so I can't give you a specific, but anything by either of those two people.
0: I would agree. Uh, r- Listen to it, read it, practice it. Practice it. Yeah. Practice. That's the key. The active step. Yes. Yes. Sometimes we try to learn too much and we need to just start doing it. Mm hmm. Start practicing. Start practicing it. <laughs> Thank you so much for being a guest today. It's been a pleasure having you. I, as always, I spent. I love spending time with you. I love spending time with you as well. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's been fun. Awesome. Thank okay. you. Sure. <laughs>